0: The Maker's House Chapel International presents Destiny Word with Dr. Michael Bwydin God has destined for each and every one of us to live a life of purpose, a life of abundance, and a life that pleases Him. Dr. Michael Bwydin mandate is clear. He's equipped to raise destiny giants for our time, equipped with the wisdom and anointing for a time such as now. Please stay tuned in a destiny word
1: let's pray for heavenly father we know that the grass will weather the flower will fade but your word will abide forever we pray that you give us expression give us a word that works Oh god anoint these lips of clay make it an instrument of a blessing to somebody's life put a word in my mouth that it will bless somebody that came ready to receive from you if we walk out of this place enlightened through your word We will not hesitate to give you praise. In Jesus' name we've prayed. Amen. When we started with the psalm series, and um, it's interesting because it's a psalm that we all know. It's a psalm that we all share. It's a very popular psalm. But the more you read the psalm, the more you begin to find out that it is even much more than what you've been reading. David starts a journey and is talking about one of the most comprehensive metaphors ever used in scripture. That the almighty God, the one who was, is, and is to come, the one who reigns supreme, the one who founded the seas upon upon the hollows of his palms. And the Bible says that he formed beams and created the world on it. This same God who is, albeit him, lofty, he still remains a shepherd. How do you bring God into that condescended level? You put God on a pedestal, that makes him comparable to anything that is created by him. You're calling God, who is almighty, a shepherd. Because um, if if that God is the one you are talking about, the Bible says that the earth is his throne, and the, the earth is his footstool, the heavens is his throne. And so even if you want to imagine, in your wildest imagination, there is no way you should pull God into that relationship of a shepherd. But... David was talking about walking with God through revelation. That no matter who you are, the only way you can walk with God and walk in confidence as far as your walk with God is concerned is when you walk with God through the lens of your own revelation. You can't serve God based on the revelation of another man. You can't serve God because somebody told you, I met God. But you can serve God when you find God for yourself. When people come at you and they try to talk you out of serving or worshiping or following God, it is your revelation about God that will cause you to stand the test of time. Anytime anybody gets a revelatory experience with God, the person's relationship with God deepens. And so without a revelation, followership is difficult. Until you know who you are following, following is difficult. So followership or discipleship is normally predicated upon or is premised upon revelation you need a revelation to know who you are following the business you are following you see it breaking through it is very easy to follow through but without revelation followership is difficult now what this man is saying is anytime you want to walk with God you should walk with him only on the ticket of revelation so if somebody is talking you out of God is telling you that no there is no need or no but it's common sense and no, 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 we are the common sense family. For us, we don't, we don't believe in all those things. And they bring all those atheistic propaganda. You can tell yourself that I saw God. I met him for myself. Even though you won't serve him, I will. It is revelation that will deepen your faith in God. It is a revelation. Joshua said, for me and my house, we will serve. It means that he had seen him and he knew that even though everybody else even if everybody else is going to say that i'm not going to serve god for me and my house we will serve him so serving god is easier when you have a revelation of the god you are following if you don't have revelation service is difficult now david is saying that they met god as a healer but i see him as a shepherd They met God as a protector, but I see him as a shepherd. They met God as a nissi, as a banner, but for me, I see him as a shepherd. And I see him as a shepherd because I am defenseless, but in my defenselessness, his defenses are at play. It is only when you come to that revelation that you are able to follow God and put your trust in him. The reason why most of us are trusting God, our faith in God A bit hazy or wobbly is because we don't have a revelation of the kind of God we are following. But if you see him as the one that is closer, you have an intimate relationship with him. There is no way you throw in the towel quickly. You won't do that. Because you see him not just as their God. You see him as your shepherd. I told you that he uses... possessive pronoun he 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 calls this god not as their god he's not saying god is the shepherd of the world or the shepherd of the universe or the shepherd of israel but he is my shepherd it means that you might be in a congregation not everybody will see him as their shepherd but you should the reason why this series is important to me is because i want you to come to the point whereby your eyes are open to know that jesus is closer to you than you could ever imagine And that you have an intimate relationship with him. And irrespective of what is thrown at you, because he is your shepherd, he will not leave you, neither will he forsake you. He is with you at all times. But check the account. He said, the Lord is, not the Lord was. Are you not glad that you serve a right now God? A God who is ever present, he is present. His name is Jehovah Shammah, the Lord who is present. So he's not a God who comes in and goes, but... Anytime you go through anything, he says that I am with you always. That is the kind of God that you serve. Not the God who takes a vacation once a while, takes a nap once a while. He's a God who is with you. The Lord is my shepherd and I I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. And I told you that the reason is that God gives you enough. And not just enough, he gives you more than enough. And when you think that the more than enough is too much. He blows your mind by saying that eyes have not seen it yet. That's the kind of God that you've made your shepherd. He's able to cause you to lie down where the pastures are green. What God is saying is that I am able to bring you an overflow of supply. Said so that anytime you need anything, you don't have to struggle for it. Because I place you in the midst of abundance. What he's saying is that I replace labor with favor. And so whatever you could have labored for, I can bring it to you on the ticket of favor favor i pray for you right now in the name of jesus that may god cause you to lie down where the pastures are green and when we talk about that what god is saying is that i can hold you by my arm and lead you where the pastures are green sometimes you might not even know where you can find the green pastures that is why you've made me your and i cause you to lie down where the pastures are green he maketh me to lie down in green pastures it's interesting that he moves on from there and says he restoreth my soul because it is only after you've lost things that there can be a restoration and i was telling you that uh, when we started the series that uh, we talked about the restoration of the soul because uh, when you study the the life of the shepherd you realize that and most of you have seen pictures pictures of Say Jesus, in quote, Jesus, and a lamb will be probably on the shoulder or around the neck or something. Um, that, that picture is only possible if the sheep is cast. And when we talk about a cast sheep, once a while, a sheep can be cast. And a cast sheep is the sheep that has lost its road or its way and um, is falling belly up. Because it's falling belly up, it can't move and it can even die through asphyxiation. But technically, um, it is the duty of the shepherd to always look far and fast to ensure that none of the sheep, he has to constantly take stock and see that, okay, I went out. The Bible talks about when Jesus was saying that how many of you will have a hundred sheep and one of them will be missing and you don't leave the 99 and go and look for the one. He was talking about the scenario of a cast sheep whereby the shepherd is constantly taking stock and counting to see if there is any of the sheep. That has gone missing. Once he sees that one has gone missing, that the shepherd is fast enough to track back and check where they have passed to see that if there is a cast sheep, the shepherd will pick up the, the sheep and put it around the neck because at that point, the sheep cannot walk. The sheep cannot do anything. It needs to be flipped back up and if it cannot still walk, the shepherd has to carry the sheep. And what he's saying is that as long as God remains your shepherd, even if you are cast or the, the turns of life has caused you to be belly up, this same God is able to bring you a restoration. And I pray for you in the name of Jesus that as you journey through the pages of life, whatever thing that you have lost in time, may God go back into time and bring you a restoration. The Bible says the days and the years that the palmer worm and the locusts are eating i the lord will restore and i pray for somebody right now that the lord your god will restore whatever thing that you have lost in time is it not interesting that this god that you serve lives outside the realm of time and yet controls time and because he controls time whatever thing you lose in time this god is able to reach back into time and take out of time and bring things to you on time so so that you are never out of time. I pray for you. Whatever thing you've lost in time. May God reach back into. Let me rewind and press play. Whatever thing you've lost in time. Let me rewind and press play. Whatever thing you have lost in time. Rewind. Press play. Whatever thing you've lost in time. Rewind. Press play. Whatever thing you have lost in time. Rewind. Press play. Whatever thing you have lost in time. May God reach back into time and pull it for you. May the Lord bring you a restoration. I pray for somebody right now. Whatever you have lost in your life, may God bring you a restore. A restoration. He restoreth my soul. This God is able to lead me beside the still waters. This same God restored my soul. This God doesn't only Lead me beside the still waters or calm waters. He doesn't only restore my soul. He also leads me in the path of righteousness. Not in the path of holiness because holiness is an act of man. I have to live a holy life. Walk holy, live holy. Be holy, saith the Lord to the man called Abraham. For I, the Lord, I am holy. It means that holiness is an act that an individual needs to be engaged therein. But in the path of righteousness, it has no human input. It takes a man to be holy. It takes a God to be righteous. There is no way a man can be righteous. That is why your righteousness is an imputed righteousness. When it comes to righteousness, no man can be right tears You have to put on the clock of his salvation. And so when they come up against you, the Bible says that, and that day the accuser of the brethren had looked at the high priest called Joshua and said, this one is not right with you. He is not a holy man. God said unto the angel, go and take off his garments and put on him a new garment. Why? Because for him to stand before me, he cannot come on his own ticket or on his own merit. But if I put on my righteousness on him, then the accuser that will be silenced forever. I pray that God will put on you that imputed righteousness that you will be right. Let let, Let me quickly get out of this. To be right with God simply means or in the path of righteousness simply means that before you came into this world there was a divine program. But that divine program you can never discover it until you are led on the path. There is a destination for your life's journey. But most of us, we lose our way. But when we come back to the shepherd, it's just like using the GPS or the sat-nav and you miss a turn. It takes some time for the computer to recalculate and give you the nearest exit to get you back on track. On your destination, there are paths But if you are not mindful, you will lose or miss your road or your path, miss your way to where destiny needs to be fulfilled. And so the shepherd is saying that as long as he is my shepherd, he will lead me on the path of righteousness Uh, and not just that because he can't do that for me because i am pure i am clean i am holy i pray the most i'm the one that gives the most i'm the one that does things the most but he does it for his name's sake it means that before god does anything god is always concerned about his integrity the reason why the enemy cannot kill you prematurely is because there is a prophetic mandate on your life and that has put the name of god to test The reason why the enemy cannot take you out prematurely is because God has a word over your life. And the word is that you shall not die, but live and declare the oracles of God. For although the Lord has chastened you so, he has not delivered you over unto death. And so before you came, there was a prophetic word. God is saying that because of that, I have to ensure that I lead you in the paths of righteousness. But it is not for your sake, I am concerned about myself. And so sometimes God will bless people for his name's sake. God will lift up people for his name's sake. God will heal people for his name's sake. God will exalt people for his name's sake. God will lift up a man for his name's sake. God will do things, anoint an individual for his name's sake. The reason why God is going to anoint and use you is not because you have been praying and waiting and doing a 40-day fast. No, but because God has a name to lift up, and the Bible says that He has lifted up His word above His name, but the name of the Lord is a strong tower, and so because of His name, He's able to lift up the name so that when the righteous run to it, it means that the safety of your elevation is in His name. But He does things because He is mindful of His image to protect. And I want you to get this thing down. It is because God has an image to protect God will preserve me because he has an image to protect what God has started with you will not die because God has an image to protect what your hands have started will not die in your hands because God has an image to protect the Bible say the hands of Zerubbabel that has started this work will also finish it whatever God has started with you may there be a commensurate ability to finish what God has can I preach to you now, like I feel it? The the, the, Bible, the Bible says, and after this man had spoken about all the positives in the verse number one, in the verse number two, in the verse number three, from the verse number four, the man now throws in something that distorts it. It messes up the whole test. It, He just puts the whole test in disarray. You're talking about how this God comes into our lives and and how things work and flow smoothly. And things are able to flow smoothly. Things work perfectly. And yet, immediately, you're talking about that. This man moves and says that, no, 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 no. Although he's your shepherd. yea, though He's your shepherd. You will still find yourself in the valley of the shadow of death. Uh, This God, although he is your shepherd. You will still find yourself once every now and then. Find yourself in a valley and and if you read um, the trilogy of the psalm, you, you get to know that in the chapter number twenty-two, the, the, the Psalm twenty-two, Psalm twenty-three, Psalm twenty-four, they are all together. They are one psalm divided, um, but it's one psalm. Trilogy simply means a distinctive word piece of art that can stand on their own or flow together. And so Psalm twenty-two talks about uh, the fact that is in the past. The Lord, um, He say that Eli Eli Lama Sabatani twenty-two verse number one from the verse number fifteen. He said they pierced my side. From the verse number 15, Um, he used PS. E.D. because he's talking about the past. You get to the verse number 23 and he said the Lord is. He moved it into the present. Um, You get to the verse number 20, chapter number 24 and the Bible says that he said lift up your heads O ye gates and let the king of glory enter the ring. Who is this king of glory? Then he said the Lord strong and mighty the Lord mighty in battle. He knew that at that point people would be confused so the inquisitor asked again "Uh, who is this king of glory? The Lord strong and mighty. The Lord who is mighty in battle. And when he's talking about he's talking about a coronation. He's saying that when you look at chapter number 22, he, he, what the picture that is being painted is a picture of Calvary. It was when Jesus was led on the mountain of Calvary um, to, to, to be crucified and so that chapter number 22 talks about Calvary. That chapter number 24 talks about coronation and coronation according to the Psalm number 125 that talks about the Mount Zion shall be forever. He's talking about the coronation of Jesus and that is Zion, Zion Hills, is talking about, and so chapter number twenty two talks about Mount Calvary. Chapter number twenty four talks about Mount Zion, but chapter number twenty three will find itself in between two mountains. And anything in between two mountains is found in a valley, is the lowest part. And so what he's saying is that at every point in your life, for you to move from your Calvary experience to where you'll be coronated, for you to move from shame to fame, for you to move from grass to grace, for you to move from where. People despise you to where you receive glorious manifestations. You will have to go through the valley. I know somebody is about to get to a place of coronation. Because you find yourself right now. In your. There are a few of us who find ourselves in our valley. And everything appears to be dark and low. Things are not going the way you expect them to go. It's just temporal. It is just temporal. Can, can, can I preach to you now? It's just temporal. Whatever you go through in your valley moment is just temporal. What he's saying is that, yea, though, I told you is a conjunction. It means that there is something that is being added to. There's a process. No, though I have seen A, B, C, D, yea, though, I walk. I am not seated there. I am not planted there. I don't have my bed there. It is not my residence. I walk through I I am just walking I'm not stagnant I'm not stationary I am I am in motion Um, the the reason why I'm excited about you is that in spite of all that the enemy thrown at you in your valley days you did not stop you kept moving and may God give you the ability to move may your mobility never be hindered by the things of darkness I feel like preach it to somebody now, May the Lord God himself place his hand on you and push you to that point of destiny fulfillment whereby you will not stop you will not hang pictures you will not um, you will not post cards uh, and hang pictures in the valley It's not your residence He's saying yea though I walk through and so I'm not going over it. I'm not going around it. I'm not going underneath it. I am walking through it. And so sometimes in walking through your valley of the shadow of death, you come into contact with frustrating events. But it is a walkthrough. It is a walkthrough. And anything walk-through or drive-through is of a quick service. It's a walkthrough. My prayer for you is you will not overstay in your valley but you will move as quickly as possible and get to the other side of the mountain because maybe you've moved from your Calvary and you're going to your Zion but you are staying too long in your valley periods. I pray in the name of Jesus for somebody under the sound of my voice wherever you find yourself that may God stand in your path and bring you out of your valley moments that God will bring you utmost manifestations it is just temporal you are not expected to be there for too long yea though I walk through the valley The valley has a name. The valley is the valley of the shadow of death. It's the valley of the shadow of death because when he descended, when he went to Hades, he took captivity captive. And so death lost its power. When Jesus died, he overcame death. So death has no control over you. And so on your way to destiny fulfillment death can only stand by and watch death can only stand whilst you journey into destiny fulfillment and watch you move but because it is standing and there is of course you are a child of light and the word of God is a lamp to your feet and so wherever you go you find light with you and anytime light comes into contact with a solid object there is a reflection And a refraction of light. That will always cause shadows to be formed. Now because death is standing on the way and the light of God is shining on your path, death will come into contact with the light of your God. And because of that, the shadow of death will be on your way. But the shadow of death cannot kill you. The shadow of a lion cannot bite you. The shadow of a knife cannot stab you. The shadow of anything cannot harm you. And what God is saying is that whatever you find on your way, it is not meant for your destruction. All things shall work together for your good because you are the loved of God. It is just death standing on the way and the light of your God that is shining on your path, casting upon it. It means that without the light of your God you wouldn't have seen him. Because without light, shadows can't be formed. So God causes you to see the shadow, not death, so that you will know that if He has not been for the Lord. Amen. So what you see is not death. What you see is the shadow. So that when you look at how terrifying the shadow is. You can say that had it not been for the Lord. Who has been on my side. Then let Israel. Is there anybody here who knows. That it is the light of your God. That has shone on your. Check the account of the scripture. Saying Yeah, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I will fear no evil. Really. You see this terrifying thing. And you are bragging. Boasting. Faith talking. That you fear no evil. Why won't you fear anything David? Dave. Can't you see that it's terrifying. Say, no I will fear no evil. For the Lord is the light of my life. (laughs) Whom. Shall I fear? The Lord. Is. He's saying that. If the enemy. Even my foes come upon me Psalm 27 i quote even if my enemies my foes come upon me to eat up my flesh they will stumble and fall and so he knew that when they come up against you in the form of a flood the spirit of god shall lift up a standard the Bible says that he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Almighty shall abide under the shadow of the Most High. He said a thousand shall fall on my left. Ten thousand shall fall on my right. It shall not come near me. Thousands thousand shall fall on your left. Ten thousand shall fall on your right. It shall... If they want premature death, they shall not come near me. If they want to destroy my family, it shall not come near me. If they want my policy to fail, it will not come near me. If they want my program to fail, it will not come near me. If they want my ministry to fail, it will not. Ca- it will not come near me. A thousand will fall on my left. Ten thousand will fall on my right it shall not come it means evil has mobility but it also has direction evil has mobility and it also has direction evil can come but if it's coming and it's not coming near me it means its course is different from where i stand evil has mobility But it also has direction. And as far as its course or route is concerned, wherever I stand, it shouldn't come near me. And I decree that upon your life, that a thousand shall fall on your left, ten thousand shall fall on your right. It shall not come. I feel like prophesying to somebody right now. It shall not come near you. Only with your... God says that only with eyes shall I see oh rewind press play only with my eyes shall I see rewind press play only with my eyes shall I see rewind press play only with your eyes shall you see rewind edit press play and not just see because sometimes you can see without beholding some things you can see them in a flash he says only with my eyes shall i see and behold it means that i will see the end of my adversaries i will may god cause you to see the end of any adversity may the lord god This is where I want to talk to you from. He said, I will fear no evil. Then he gave the reason. For you are with me. If I was going alone, if I had a presidential backing, if I had a ministerial backing, if I had the backing of parliament, if I had a judiciary backing me up, maybe they will say that the law needs amendment, but I am confident that I shouldn't fear any evil because you are the one who created the world the one that was is and is to come the one who knows the end from the beginning he is for thou art with me for if god be for us for if god for thou art because once you are with me no weapon formed or fashioned against me check the test, for thou art with me. He didn't end there. He said, for your rod and your staff, they bring me comfort. What do you mean, young man? Because in the valley of the shadow of death, because the terrifying nature of the shadow, um, that is cast on my path is not causing me to see clearly in my way I need my shepherd to bring instruments of war so that when I am going through my valley moments he has a rod already he has a staff ready to ensure that if the enemy comes upon me to eat up my flesh he has what it takes to fight any resistance or attack that will come after me when I am in my valley moment what God is saying to you right now is that in your valley he holds a staff ready in your valley he holds his rod ready and whoever will come up after you come against you to stop you in your way of destiny fulfillment now what the test on your way to zion why will he bring his rod and his staff along because he knows that not everybody will want you to climb up there are scavengers there are terrorists there are demonic entities that will try to stop or hinder you They will try to stop you from getting to where you ought to get to. And so your shepherd does not only sit in the heavens unconcerned. For you do not have a high priest who cannot be touched by the feelings of your infirmities. This God does not just sit in the heavens. He comes down with his rod with him. It means that when they are coming after you, he's saying that I have my rod ready. I I was reading the test and something jumped in my spirit. Can't touch this when I am walking through the valley of the shadow of death can't touch this you can't touch this one because my lord my shepherd has his rod and his staff ready how many of you know that the enemy can't touch you You can't touch my business you can't touch my business you can't touch my health you can't touch this can't touch yea though for thou art rod and your staff they comfort me my comfort is even though i don't see my way clearly because there are shadows touch not my anointed say the lord and do my prophets no harm even though the road might be dark and slippery i i i know i can't be touched by the enemy because my shepherd has his rod. And his staff ready. May your shepherd, your God, your Lord, your Savior, your Redeemer. Hold his staff and his rod. To ward off any attack that you are going through. I prophesy upon your life. That every warfare ends right now. Whatever battle the Ayada Whatever battle your life is going through. Right now in the name of Jesus. May the Lord hold this his rod. Can't touch this. I prophesy, they can't touch that business of yours. It's going through the valley of the shadow right now, but they can't touch your health. You are going through the valley of the shadow of death right now, but it can't touch your ministry. Going through the valley of the shadow of death right now, but they can't touch what God has started with you. Going through the valley of the shadow of death right now, but faithful is He who has called you. They cannot touch feel like prophesying to somebody whatever thing they wanted to touch, whatever thing they wanted to attack. I just came to bring you a word of prophecy. Uh, That thing will not be touched by the enemy. On your way to destiny fulfillment, you will always find yourself in the valley. Because when you come to know him, it is your Calvary experience. But he moves you from Calvary to Zion because them that he predestined, he called. Them that he called, he justified. Those that he justified, the Bible says he glorified. And he said the king of glory. And so glorification is done in Zion. Your salvation was triggered at Calvary. But your elevation is seen. On Zion. But from your Calvary. To your Zion. You always go through a valley. At that point people can look down on you. People can abuse you. Insult you. Tell you you are going nowhere. But tell them give me some time. Because it's just temporal. I am going to my Mount Zion. And I will fear. Can't touch this. When, when, you go, when you go through anything, and people, I, I wish you could, you, you, you could wear that as a badge of honor, and uh, in your workplace when people talk to you and all that, you can't touch this. There is a covenant. You, you can't touch this. You see, this is not, this is not an ordinary stock. You know, you've dealt with some people and you've been able to harm some people, but. This is a different breed. Can't touch this. That business you have is a different breed. It can't touch this.
0: Thank you for listening. We hope you've been blessed with Destiny Word by Dr. Michael Bwede Nyamiche. You are cordially invited to the Maker's House Chapel International, Kwabanya Off Point One. Join in on any of our services, Sunday Word. First service, 7 to 9 a.m. Second service, from 10 a.m. to 12 noon. Teaching service on Wednesdays, 6.30 to 8 p.m. And our flagship program, The Morning Aura, on Saturdays from 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. To engage in prayer and experience the supernatural. For more information about this ministry, call 0244-221-272 or 0262-731-570. Or visit our website, www.themakershousechapel.org. We believe in the Word in totality and the light it brings our path to experience the grace to take territories and fulfill destiny. God richly bless you.